Hi guys, welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. My name's Jake Burns. You should know that. You've been checking out this show for like two years, some of you. Uh, you you, you uh, crazy people that you are tuning into this thing every day uh, for a while now. I think I'm up over 600 total episodes of this show, so that part's cool, and I appreciate all of your loyal support. I put out a tweet about uh, throwing me your, and I talked about this at the end of yesterday's pod too, shooting me your email. I'm going to do a newsletter of video stuff. So every Wednesday you will get a chance to have the rewind, uh, downloadable rewind of the playback uh, episode of the game that I will do live broadcasting of the game. You can get that delivered to your email. And then you can also get delivered to your email, the Twitch Tuesday chalk talk show, which I just did. So I'm going to try to get that in everybody's inbox tomorrow morning. The format will be really stupid. Uh, It's going to be pretty generic for a while. I'll try to make this thing a little nicer as time goes on, but I want to give you a, a folks who, who wanted to watch back. There's been about 45, I think 50 uh, emails that have been sent over to me and I'll, I'll get those delivered to you for, for a watch back on your own time. You can probably watch them on your phone or do something like that, whatever you want to do. But if you have missed that opportunity, so DM me on Twitter, your, your email address, and I will send over those two pieces of film content uh, into your inbox uh, every Wednesday. So that's available to you. I want to take a break, though, from Brown's content. If you have listened the last two days, I have talked about, well, you know, including the weekend, I've talked about the game. Friday night games are so weird because you're talking about the same thing so many times. But I want to take a little break, uh, having wrapped up and put a conclusion on the comprehensive breakdown of offense and defense. I want to, before we dive into the Eagles later this week, talk about the rest of the league. I don't I don't really do that enough, I think. I've done some with John Colosimo and will continue to do some with John looking around the AFC North. But I want to do something fun this year where Jared and I can revisit it late in the year and pick division winners because I think that can be a fun little exercise to do every now and again. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to go through, talk about each division and pick winners for, um, you know, each of them and talk why we think each team's going to win. So Jared Mueller is here. Brown's Wire. Jared, what's up, buddy? You know, just enjoying life and uh, enjoying uh, a lot of time of uh, video and audio this week. So it's a. Uh... You know, it kind of comes in waves with different radio spots and different podcast spots. So it's been a fun week of uh, busy, busy talking. Popular guy. Popular guy. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Know. They just know my my mouth will keep going. He doesn't say no, folks. He's always willing to to come on a show, which I very much appreciate. So <laughs> let's go through it, man. Let's not waste any time. We'll start with the AFC. We'll start out east. Last year, the Bills go 11 and 6. Patriots go 10 and 7. Jets 9 and 8. Sorry, Dolphins nine and eight, Jets four and thirteen. What's your early season vibe on AFC East? I'm I'm gonna be honest. I feel like it could repeat itself. That feels like the faith I have in each team personally. Would I guess the question is, the Bills are the favorite. Do you think? Do you like New England more, or do you like Miami more? You know, I think I in the end I like Miami more. From, um, you know, I like McDaniel. I like the offense that he's gonna bring there. And to be honest, I still am higher on Tua than I am on Mac Jones, but that doesn't mean I'm really high on Tua. That's a spicy take. Yeah, I I guess it is. I just think, you know, with with all the drama down in Miami that we've we've learned about from the Brian Flores stuff, that he may not have been in on him, but also there's the owner, and there just feels like there's a lot of disconnect down there. And we've seen what that does to talented players in Cleveland. That, you know, in, in New England, you have Mac Jones, uh, literally Mac Jones with Josh McDaniels looked fine, looked good. 
what is Matt Jones going to look like with Matt Patricia and or Joe Judge running that offense? It just has me fading the Patriots, right? I just don't see how that team is going to run with a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator who really struggled as a head coach. How does it run an offense with those guys and some pretty significant limitations when it comes to uh, being explosive on the outside? So for me, I think Miami doesn't have the upside to really take out the bills. And I think uh, it, it would go without saying, but let's go ahead and say it. We're assuming general health to most of the most important players. So I think Miami's not going to take out the bills, but I do think they have the talent, uh, the excitement and the creativity uh, to really, I mean, McCoy helped. Um, I'm sorry, McDaniel. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I have McCoy in my head. Jimmy Christmas <laughs> uh, helped. Johnny Manziel do some fun things with Brian Hoyer, right? When he was a, a part of the offensive staff under Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, I just have some, uh, some interesting fun happening down in Miami. And I just don't think New England, none of it makes sense when it comes to their coaching staff and their offensive system. Yeah, and it's really, New England is so culture-based. I guess the caveat is New England is Mac Jones taking another step. I mean, but I'm with you where, Losing your offensive coordinator the way they did and all he did for them, I'm not even sure. And we'll talk about the AFC West here in a minute. You know, Josh McDaniels and having faith in him as a head coach, but 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 I think that guy's really great offensive coordinator, and uh, I do get a little nervous about that. I think I can align with you that Miami, through creating you know players on the field who can do more out of the ordinary, right? Tyreek uh, paired with Jalen Waddle and uh, giving them some some interesting running back choices and. Edmonds and, and Mostert and Sony Michelle's down there in Miami and they should have a good defense again a lot of recognizable names I mean if you recall last year they started one and seven uh, before they they figured it out and won I think seven of their last eight so the problem was is that was too little too late because they lost week 17 to Tennessee and then uh, missed the, an opportunity to get into the playoffs so um yeah, I think I think it's safe to say we feel good about the Bills. The Patriots, Dolphins seems like a flip. The Jets, uh, I mean, that schedule is brutal. I, I got to look, and I, I want to read it off to folks so that they know exactly what I'm talking about. Here's how the Jets start the season in 22. Uh, and this is, again, without Zach Wilson, who appears to be uh, suffered his knee injury. Not an ACL tear, but a meniscus tear and some issues, so he's going to miss the first quarter of the season. They go – they play the AFC North right out of the gate, the entirety of the AFC North. Uh, home for Baltimore at Cleveland versus uh, home back home for Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Home for Miami at Green Bay at Denver. Home for New England. Home for Buffalo at New England before they get Chicago. I mean, do you see them winning more than one game in that run? Like, what game are they winning? Yeah, I, I mean, I, just, I think – yeah. I think the Joe Flacco revenge game against Baltimore maybe in week one, like – Besides that, I don't love Zach Wilson. So, yeah, they built a lot of talent. I think they had a good draft, but I'm not sure that they're anywhere near. And unfortunately, that means Robert Sala might be on the hot seat, which means another turnover. And we know when you consistently turn over, it just doesn't do well for for anybody. So, yeah, that makes it makes for a tough start. It does. It does. Okay, we settled in the AFC East. Jared uh, takes... Miami over New England, and I'm just kind of trusting New England figures it out, and I'll take New England over Miami uh, as the two and three. AFC West now. Last year, the Chiefs won it at 12 and five. Raiders win 10 and seven, made the playoffs. 
lost in the wild card. The Chargers missed out on the playoffs, went 9-8, and eight, and the Broncos went 7-10. and 10. I think everybody in the NFL would consider this to be the deepest division. Right? You know, I think the AFC North is a challenger, but this division is, is chalked full of uh, really good competition here, man. Um, I guess the question is, do you see the Chiefs sans Tyreek Hill being as dangerous? And do you see anybody legitimately pushing them in this division? I mean, I could see any of the four teams winning this division. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts when you look at it. Uh, you know, I'm not as high on Derek Carr, but you add Devontae Adams and you ask Josh Mc, you add Josh McDaniels, right? So it's hard because I'm I'm a little lower on the quarterback, uh, but that roster is pretty darn good. You know, they lost Yannick Ngakwe, uh, but they brought in some, you know, so it, it got some rotation there. The Denver Broncos, obviously the huge addition of, of Russell Wilson, uh, but they also added Randy Gregory on the other side. So uh, Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb rushing the passer, you know, but Nathaniel Hackett, first time head coach. I think there's going to be some growing pains there. For me, it's Lo- the Los Angeles Chargers give the the biggest competition to the Chiefs, right? Maybe Patrick Mahomes becomes more of a distribute the wealth besides to Travis Kelsey, and that makes them even more dangerous. But the Chargers added Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. Those are two, even if Khalil Mack is, is aging, he's, he's a really strong defensive end, uh, outside pass rusher, uh, can really set the edge. And then JC Jackson, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And so add that to Derwin James and Keenan Allen and everything else they have going on there with Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are really the team that will give the Chiefs the most difficulty this year. I'm with you. I think the Chargers are going to be interesting. I'm not all in on Staley, but I think the Chargers are, are going to be interesting. I think that it's it's certainly plausible that each of these teams could be at nine and wins and above and three of them fighting uh, realistically to get into the playoffs. I uh, just think there's that much talent. I'll go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. What are you doing? You know, I, I, I don't trust a rookie head coach who's never done it. So I think for me, I actually will go out on a limb and say that it's the Chargers, it's the Chiefs, it's the Raiders, it's the Broncos. I just think the Chiefs are going to have a lot of adjustments. I think uh, Brandon Saley has a lot to prove this year. Justin Herbert, same thing. So for me, I think the Chargers get it. I think there's just going to be some cannibalism happening there in the AFC West. And the Chargers just take an extra game here or there. But like you, three teams could be fighting for the playoffs. Okay, we're skipping the AFC North because we've talked about them nonstop this season, offseason, and into this year. Let's go to the AFC South, the kind of uh, polar opposite of the AFC West, where last year the Titans go 12-5, and Colts go 9-8, and Texans go 4-13, and Jags go 3-14. and My opinion, the Colts are fascinating because I think Matt Ryan, although clearly not who he once was, is good enough to get the job done. And, and I really think that the Tennessee is built for a step back. Um, you know, and I, and I like some of the pieces that, that, that yeah, I think the Colts have added around them still. Um, you know, Stephon Gilmore and, and Ngakwe, like you talked about. And, uh, I like the, some of the draft. I didn't have a first-round pick, but I like some of the draft moves that they made too. Nick Cross, I think, is going to be a nice player for them. Alec Pierce, a couple big outside receivers, man, and, you mix in Paris Campbell in the slot. I think you got a real, real thing here with Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell. I, I like it. I think it's going to be a low division win, like team. I think you're looking at a ten and seven, 
uh, division winner here. I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to go Titans are taking a step back. The quarterback, Tannehill, is just going to continue to regress. Can Derrick Henry find a season full of health now after last year? I think the Texans make some nice strides, maybe get to five or six wins, and I just still think Jacksonville's not going to be very good. They they still – I mean, I don't know, man. I, that, that game the other night, I just – I have a hard time. I, I don't – something's amiss. I don't study them enough to know, but I just don't see this – Trevor Lawrence is making me uneasy. He just – the game doesn't look easy to him. And, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to dive too deep into it. I just don't really like – uh, NFL version of Trevor Lawrence, and he just seems so sketched, like sketch, you know, just very uh, scattery. Like he just doesn't feel comfortable. And again, I get it, but just they were throwing the kitchen sink at Cleveland. I mean, they were doing some some exotic stuff on offense, and they could only muster so much. And and I'm like, whew. I mean, at the end's fine, but you know, you spent a first round pick on him. I just don't really see the direction for Jacksonville. I'm a little nervous for that franchise. So. Uh, I'll go, like I said, Colts, Titans, Texans, Jags. What do you got? I, I hate agreeing with you, but I'm sitting there prep for this, you know, prep for this and everything. Like, all right, I know where I'm going with these these divisions, and then Jake gets ahead of me on it. But I, I think the Col- I just don't think it's a very good division. I think there are there is talent there. My worry with the Titans is that the Mike Vrabel, tough guy, we're going to be this. Like, that. that runs old when – you're the number one seed and you can't do much of anything, right? Where even as a team, you're not overly confident. Traylon Burks uh, and Robert Woods in for AJ Brown. Uh, you know, I'm, and even Corey Davis who left the year before. I don't think those are upgrades overall. I think you, you brought in another, you know, Robert Woods is not an explosive player, great blocker, you know, a fine number two, number three kind of receiver. Derrick Henry worn down a lot of carries, all of that. I would actually be interested to see if the Houston Texans who have drafted pretty well, unfortunately lost to John Mechie due to believe it's uh, leukemia diagnosis. I don't want to get that wrong, but I believe I'm right on that. So they lost their second round pick that they traded up with the Browns with. I think they have some talent there and I think they're going to be able to put it together. Davis Mills look better than many of those first round quarterbacks from last year. So you know, and then the Colts, Matt Ryan is going to be a steady hand there. They were nine and eight last year with Carson Wentz, who knows how to turn the ball over. Like you and I know how to breathe and drink water. So I think, sorry, that's really mean, but that's just reality. So I think a nine and eight team that, that adds Matt Ryan to kind of steady the ship in a dome, what he's used to, I think you're going to see them really because of their division, like Tennessee last year, they're probably going to be fighting for that number one overall seed even if they're not that actually good, just because of what I think about Tennessee, Houston, and Jacksonville. And then, so for me, I'm going to say, I'm going to really go out on a limb that it's Colts, Texans, Titans, Jaguars. Mm -hmm. And that really is interesting because I'm not saying the Titans or the Texans are going to be that good, but you might be looking at seven or eight wins for both of those teams. And it just happens to be that I think the Texans might have a little bit more stability might have a little bit more of an ability to to make things happen that I'm not sure Tennessee has. And I, I do think things are wearing a little thin with some of Mike Brable down there. Do you think Davis Mills is the next Kirk Cousins? Yes Ooh. or no? Um, <laughs> I had never thought about it that way. 
Uh, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, robotic at some level makes the right plays at times. Isn't going to be ultra dynamic and probably at some level down in the end, his good play is going to get in the way of, of some opportunities to do some kind of great things, uh, especially with some of the extra picks that they have. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting comparison. I would not have made, but I I think it, it makes a lot of sense. You heard it here first folks. We are going to take a quick break word from our sponsors, and then we will check back in and talk about our NFC predictions, or we'll have four divisions. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, so now we roll over to the NFC, which I'm sure is everybody's favorite. The NFC East. We have the Cowboys last year went 12 and 5, won the division. We have the Eagles, who went 9 and 8 and made the playoffs. The Commanders, 7 and 10. Can never get used to saying that. And then the Giants, who went 4 and 13. <laughs> I think so much, Jared, of our perception of a division is uh, year to year. Um, it feels like you're, you're always rolling into the next year, like, yeah, it's pretty much the same way. I think I would flip. I think, I really think the Eagles are going to take a step. I, th- I think I'm going to take Philly uh, with with another year of Hurts, adding A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith getting more comfortable with their, their draft class with Jordan Davis. Like, I think Philly's going to take another step, and I think they're going to uh, get some solid play from Hurts, and they're going to overtake with like an 11-6 and six or 10-7 and seven record, win this division. Cowboys' receiving situation really scares me. I just I worry about that with them, and I think their defense, who was so uh, turnover happy last year, is going to regress a little bit in that regard. So I'm going to take Philly, Dallas. Dallas gets in on the wild card, Commanders, and I think the Giants are going to be an absolute disaster. They're going to so be quarterback really, hunting. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I I actually was really struggling with this one because I don't think the whole division is going to be very good. The one thing. Um, I ended up with the Eagles above Dallas 
uh, with only one team making the playoffs because I watched last year where the Philly where Philadelphia was able to shift gears, right? So they they went um, and were able to look at what they did well and they shifted gears to it. Where I think Dallas, you know, Kellen Moore, you know, the shine is off of him. Dak Prescott, a lot of pressure, like you talked about, you know, the wide receiver room, a lot of injury issues there. Amari Cooper is not there. We know where he is at this point in time. Uh, They lost Randy Gregory as well. There's just a lot of, even at the running back position where the owner is so loyal to Ezekiel Elliott that it doesn't matter that Tony Pollard probably is better than him right now. So I just think there's a lot of drama there. And so I'm, I'm out on the Cowboys. I'm actually out on the commanders kind of already mentioned. I'm not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz, but they also just fired their defensive line coach days after his dad went into the hall of fame in the middle of training camp. I don't know what yeah, that they're says. A wreck. That, that's that actually is, a pretty good take. They're a wreck. Man. Like that, that's just a hot mess. And then you get to New York where I'm not sure they have the talent, but I think this is a situation where Brian Dayball uh, and Joe Shane have the ability to bring in a culture and a team kind of wins some games because of that culture. And so for me, I think it's between Dallas and New York for kind of that second spot. I think Dallas takes it. They are a more talented team. They're just a mess. Even in preseason, Mike McCarthy, that team had forever amount of penalties. They're not disciplined. He's not good with clock management. He's not good with fourth down decisions. (laughs) Like there is not a lot about Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore that I love Philadelphia takes the division Dallas second New York third and Washington unfortunately because I think Ron Rivera is a fine coach and a good culture guy but you even had their president uh going on Twitter I think his I think his title is president or CEO uh to call out the reporter who asked Carson Wentz questions about the reports about how bad he has looked in training camp and like called the reporter unprofessional. So man, I just, I just don't see it. It's a train wreck there in Washington. So that puts me with the, the giants uh, taking over that kind of third position with probably the most upside outside of Philadelphia going into 2023. Yeah. I think you're going to end up being right on that one. So you flip the bottom two. We agree on Eagles Cowboys at the top NFC West. Rams 12 and 5 last year, Cardinals 11 and 6, 49ers 10 and 7, Seahawks 7 and 10. I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I think you could talk me into taking the 49ers as a division winner. I won't out of respect to the Rams, even though the Stafford shoulder stuff is weird. Um and and they're they they are like prime time Super Bowl hangover winner hangover team, but uh I think you know, even the coach who was borderline checked out at the end of the year and then almost took that uh broadcasting gig right McVeigh did over the summer so I, I think they're primed for it but I think they still have too much overall talent so I'll go 49 sorry Rams uh, very tight Rams I almost like tying at 11 and 6 but the Rams maybe take the season series type of deal uh, splitting it but they end up winning the division that way Rams 49ers I believe in Trey Lance I think Shanahan's finally got somebody he can do some fun creative things with there. I think the Cardinals, at the end of the year, you're going to see Cliff Kingsbury fired. I just think they're going to go in the wrong direction. I think Kyler's fine. I think he's okay, but I think they're going to disappoint uh, and probably be somewhere like a 7-10, 6-11. I just think that they're due for that, taking a step back. 
and then Seahawks will be an absolute competing for the first overall pick franchise situation this year. So uh, I go 49, uh, Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks. Yeah, it's, it's another division that I'm not as high on. And you mentioned the Matthew Stafford I- injury. I think that's a concern. Um, you know, they lost Von Miller. OBJ is probably not, who knows where he's going, but he's not going to be back for most of the season. They did bring in Allen Robinson, but again, I don't know, you know, Cam Akers coming back from his Achilles early. That actually worries me, kind of compensation issues, all kinds of stuff. Jalen Ramsey got paid. Aaron Donald got paid. Donald, like you said, McVay thought about retirement. Like it's just a whole, it feels ugly. Like it just not bad, just kind of ugly out there. Arizona, I don't have a lot of confidence. I I'm lower on Kyler Murray, Murray than you are. And so that leaves us with San Francisco, who I think is a talented team. Um, Trey Lance has to show me something. I can't just be excited because he showed a little bit in preseason and he was, you know, drafted so high. But Kyle Shanahan knows how to kind of put an offense together. And so I think he's going to make the most of it. Again, he, not McDaniel, was in charge of the really good offense that Brian Hoyer and um, Johnny Manziel put together in Cleveland. He's done a lot with a little at different times in, in San Francisco. Jimmy G has not been able to throw the ball down the field or make explosive plays basically since he's been there. That new report that he signed his big contract and just checked out on the team for weeks and weeks, never even responded. Like that's just feels like a weight they're glad to get rid of. Uh, so yeah, with for in my yeah, I'm going Niners, and I'm not that confident in any of those teams being overtly really really good, unless the Rams just kind of decide to have that LeBron James flip a script, you know, late in the season going into the playoffs. So I'm going 49ers, Rams, uh, and then Cardinals, Seahawks, like you. So just flipping those top two. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, that that division is it's so fast. I don't know that I've ever seen a Super Bowl. Uh, I, there's always the Super Bowl loser hangover. I think the Bengals, and I've talked about this all offseason, having everybody against us, like a nobody believes in us thing, where they are going to be very motivated to prove last year wasn't a fluke. But I feel like the Rams are like prime time Super Bowl winning hangover uh, team yeah, this year. Yeah, we're good. We're, yeah, we're really yeah. good. It's all okay. Whatever. Stafford's arm yeah. will fall off. Where they cool. lose like three of the first four and, and it's like, oh God, what's going on? And you know, and nobody <laughs> wanted to be there. I can't believe they all came back and then no one wanted to be. Okay. So we've, we've pretty much buried the Rams who will end up going like 15 and two or something like <laughs> that this year. Um, okay. We're going to take one more quick break and then we'll be back and finish up the NFC North and South. Be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, now we get to like the fighting Dan Campbell division, right? Hard Knocks has been fun. Um, listen, the NFC North is is weird. It, it's it's weird right now. The Packers are less Packer than they've been in a while, and I, and it's not just like Devonte uh, being gone, which it is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. They they're drafting weird, like who they're bringing in. They they needed more uh, 
out of wide receiver. They got Watson, Christian Watson. I don't know what he's going to be, though, but like, I mean, you still have Aaron Rodgers, so you're still the favorite, but they, you know, losing Valdez Scantling and Devontae and like kind of mixing everything else that has gone on there and some animosity. Was Aaron going to come back? Okay, I guess he did. They really didn't add anybody. They added the corpse of Sammy Watkins. I mean, go through who they lost, though. I mean, they lost a ton of people. Kevin King, Tyler Lancaster. I mean, Zadarius Smith, Valdez Scantling, Billy Turner, Dennis Kelly, Oren Burr. I mean, they lost so many people. And then they drafted Quay Walker, a linebacker, Devontae Wyatt, an older defensive tackle, Christian Watson, a you know, a, a D1 AA or FCS wide receiver, Sean Ryan in the late third round of tackle. They, they, I mean, Romeo Doves should be okay, but there's a lot of optimism around two receivers who I'm just not sure are going to be ready to hit the ground running. Even having said that, is, is Minnesota going to overtake them? I just, it's hard. I mean, some people are like Minnesota's a dark horse contender there and can see them sneak out the vision. I still think it goes Green Bay and I think it goes, I'm going to, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting that on my on, on Detroit. I want Detroit to get CJ Stroud. Like I think that would be the home run scenario. So I'm going to say in my prediction, I'm basing it on desire, which is not what you're supposed to do here, folks. I'm basing this on desire. So Green Bay wins the division in the close. They're not going 13 and four. They're probably going 11 and six. Uh, Minnesota's hanging around, maybe a wild card team. Chicago's a disaster. They come in last. I just I do not see how. I don't see how that offense has enough there to put up enough points to win football games for them. And then I think both Chicago and Detroit are going to be like three wins, four wins. That's what I'm going to say. I do think there's potential for Detroit to be a contender uh, in terms of like getting to the seven win number or eight win number just by, uh, I think it's just a group of good dudes who who have a good environment there. They're, they're a couple of years off, but they could surprise some people, but I'll go Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, I think the NFC is terrible. And again, I feel that way about this division. So uh, you're right about Green Bay. I think under discussed, David Bakhtiari continues to have yeah. Uh, yeah. additional trouble, struggles, had another surgery this offseason. I don't even think people really knew about. So that's another concern added to everything you already discussed with everybody moving on. You would think that Minnesota uh with Quezzy up there that this would be kind of a reset year but they're the ones that signed Zadarius Smith and made some other moves that I think seem like they're looking to compete but in the end I think it's going to end up being something where they might be dealing around the trade deadline to kind of just restock and try to figure out what they're going to do after Kirk Cousins Chicago I love Justin Fields and really do worry that he's going to get ruined there. Right. And so you would think a new regime would really want to come in and do things right, but didn't add anything at wide receiver. And now we have the Roquan Smith uh, drama, whatever term we want to use. You would think either you would want to get a deal done, a trade done because you're kind of resetting your team. And so let's get this linebacker out of here. That's good, but we're not going to pay that position or let's get him paid show that we kind of want to be different, all of that. Instead, they've seemed like they've alienated him, right? So put him on the pup as they were negotiating. As soon as he released his statement, they took him off the pup. Like there is some really kind of, I don't know if shady is the right word, but it doesn't feel real good as a start for Ryan Poles there. Um, And so for me, I will have the Green Bay Packers winning a bad division, 
the Detroit Lions, not competing for a playoff spot, uh, but in second, Minnesota, then Chicago. With Minnesota deciding that it wasn't worth it and maybe dealing off a player or two as they kind of look for a rebuild around Justin Jefferson. And one of those players could be running back Dalvin Cook, who is getting paid and is a running back and has had some injury issues. I like it. Well done. Good explanation there, especially the, the Vikings weird situation they're in and the, the fear that Kwesi had to, to, to really reset things. You could, you could sense, and again, you only get so many shots at this and it's hard to, to be all, especially as a minority man, to be all in on just, Hey, I full reset. I get five years. Eh, okay. Good luck. You, know, <laughs> you never know. Um, all right. We'll close with the NFC South. Tampa is the, the odds on favorite heavily as should be. Uh, they went 13 and four last year. Saints nine and eight Falcons, seven and 10 Panthers, five and 12. Uh, for me, Tampa, probably not as good as last year, but enough important pieces are back to make them. I just don't see a Jameis Winston led Saints team making a run at them. I just don't. I think the Saints have enough to finish second. I think the Panthers will finish ahead of the Falcons this year. Mayfield will be respectable there. He'll be the same guy he's been. He'll he'll show you some good. He'll show you plenty of bad too. And uh, Carolina will have to make a decision whether they want to keep running that gamut or not. But I think they end up something like the Falcons are 7-10 and 10 last year. I think that's where Carolina ends up. And I think the Falcons are down in the five-win range. I have just such a hard time seeing the Falcons win a good amount of football games. Uh, and that's why they were, you know, think about <laughs> the three teams I just talked about below Tampa are the three teams that were heavily in for Deshaun Watson along with Cleveland because they need, they need quarterback play. And uh, they'll, they'll all, all three probably be left after the season wanting more, but maybe being resigned to not being able to get exactly what they're looking for because they'll probably be just a little too good to land those tippy top picks to get the two really, really uh, appealing quarterbacks coming up in this draft. So I go again, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, then Falcons. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been struggling with who's going to win this division, uh, which is, which sounds weird, but the Bucks have had a kind of a turmoil off season, right? So you lose a couple offensive linemen, one to free agency, one to retirement, you, you lose another, right? So you at, at center, uh, Tom Brady is on this two week hiatus, which obviously is planned, but it's still weird, especially when you remember that he retired for 45 days or whatever it was. And then he comes back and Bruce Arians retires and Todd Bowles takes over. Like it is just a lot of weird, right? And so, yeah. yes, talent is going to overcome, but man, it is a lot of weird for Tampa Bay uh, this year. Brady, you know, the tampering in Miami, the fact that he already took a job for whenever he retires working for Fox Sports. Like, it's just a lot of weird stuff. So, and like, I, actually, I thought the weirdest, the funniest thing is like this tampering situation that costs Miami a first round pick that comes from Tom Brady, who goes back to Tampa. And it's like, oh, yeah, hey, those two are going to joint practice together. Like, that, that was oh, I missed thing. that. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, got together for joint practices. And it's like, it's just so. Is Miami the only team to ever tamper and 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 really lose a pick and not get the person they tampered with? Like they didn't get Tom Brady. You can stomach losing a pick if you got the person, but like to have not gotten the player or coach and Peyton and and then lose your pick too. It's like oh my god, it's very Cleveland Browns, right? It's, uh, it is. That, 
that he, happen. I, I made a joke on Twitter earlier today. So um, I want to pull it up just to make sure I say it kind of the funny way I thought. So Rap Sheet tweeted that the Dolphins placed Adam Sheehan on season-ending reserve <laughs> just after they try to trade him. So hold on a second. Miami says, hey, he's healthy enough for a trade. Houston's like, nah, uh, he isn't. They're like, yeah, 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 you're right. He's done for the year. Thanks for the help, Houston. Like, just a <laughs> very weird thing to be like, yes, he's healthy enough for a trade. Oh, he's not? Yeah, he's done for the year. Like, very, very strange going on down there in Miami. So, given all of that, I'm actually much higher on Jameis Winston than it sounds like you are and many people in the mm-hmm. league are. But I really think that um, he has shown some development in New Orleans, obviously got hurt. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, I think those are two really, really good receivers on the outside. Jarvis Landry for basically a veteran's minimum is going to catch the ball, is going to get you three to four yards on that three to four yard route. Um, and and if it really just depends on Alvin Kamara. He also has his legal issues. He could get suspended in the middle of the year, which mm. ca- could cause some problems. Um, but given all that, you know, Mark Ingram is back with the team. I think he's the first player ever with four different stints with a team and four different numbers. So that's kind of fun. So I'm going to go out on the limb. This might be my craziest one, but I think the New Orleans saints take the division. I think the bucks just have enough talent with Julio Jones, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin coming back, um, Cameron Brait, uh, all of those guys that they still make the playoffs. And then, uh, like you said, I think the Carolina Panthers are also in a really bad NFC. I think the Carolina Panthers may have a small push towards the playoffs. Don't make it, uh, but create a really interesting dynamic for themselves when it comes to Baker Mayfield and really where they're going with Matt rule. So I have them in third place. And then the Atlanta Falcons, listen, I like Marcus Mariota. He's kind of fun and interesting. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They provide that kind of big size speed combination. There's just not enough there yet, but Arthur Smith is a good play caller. So they could surprise some people again in a bad NFC. This might be the division that overall, if you add it all up, might have the most wins for a division. Them in the NFC West will kind of fight for that kind of role. Love it. Good stuff. Two questions as we shut the the chapter on this episode, okay? You cannot explain it, which is going to be hard for you because you like to explain things. All right? First question. Who who wins the Super Bowl? No no explanation. Just give me your team. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Buffalo Bills. That is exactly who I picked as well. You're the Bills. All right, last question. Where does Baker Mayfield play in 2023? Baker Mayfield plays in 2023 with... The Washington Commanders. Oh, good one. I said Seattle. I said Ooh, I think Seattle ends up with them as a bridge quarterback to whoever they draft. So, okay, man, this was fun. We picked division winners. We will revisit this uh, later in the year and uh, show everybody where Jared was right and where Jake was wrong because I'm sure there'll be plenty of examples from this episode. Jared, this was fun, man. Fun to take a break from the Browns monotony and Talk about the rest of the league for a change. Appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. It's kind of fun to have to realize I actually know a little bit about the rest of the league and also to wonder, man, with all the information we know about sports, 
what could we do otherwise? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just where, a lot of space we be in our investing head. our brain. Yeah, where could we be investing our knowledge other than this silly sport where guys run into each other? So <laughs> that's what we uh, that's what we were deemed to, to enjoy. That's right. That's right. I've I've really asked myself that a lot. Like, why do I love this sport so much? And I just can't get away from it. I just can't. I can try to ignore it, but it just keeps bringing me back. So it does. that's why we talk about it. Appreciate Jared. Appreciate you guys for hanging out, checking out today's episode. I hope it was a nice break for you from the Deshaun Watson banter and the Browns banter and all that stuff. I, I just, it can sometimes be a drag. So talk about something different. And I appreciate Jared taking time to do that. So we will be back with uh, Twitch episodes coming up. We'll have the Wednesday OBR weekly with Barry and Fred. And then on Thursday, we will have our look ahead uh, kind of kicking off the weekend show we will preview a lot of what the Eagles will bring in these joint practices to Cleveland as today was the last camp practice uh, visible to the public. We'll get some clips and stuff from media members, but fans can't be in there anymore. So again, it's like I said, things are going to be moving quickly. It's going to be the regular season before you know it. We're under a month until the Browns travel to Carolina for the opening of 2022's campaign. So uh, we'll continue to prep you on everything you need to know on the way there. Go back and check out the All-22 Comprehensive Breakdowns the past two days. I'll have an All-22 write-up for you with some clips and thoughts on some things tomorrow. Check that out at the OBR. Thanks for stopping by today, guys. We'll be back with another episode in your inbox tomorrow. Have a great day, and go Browns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.